Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. I am with, what are we, four members of the fire family. We have Rob. Hello. We have Ash. Hello. Carrie. Hi. Scott. Hey there. And myself, Todd. Um, well, guys, what are we <laughs> going to talk about tonight? <laughs> Awkwardness? Yep. Uh, I Do we have uh, any news to start? We don't, we don't have news. I think this is not news that Facebook people are idiots sometimes. <laughs> Over to, over to Ash. <laughs> More of an opinion than news. That's all right, not even. Right? Yeah. No, I think you're right. Um, <laughs> so, we all know that people on the internet have their own opinion. And uh, yeah, this is new news. And uh, everybody is generally fairly willing to hear different opinions and accept them as a valid option. No, not on the internet. And definitely not about firefighting. And... <laughs> We happen to stumble across. I, for whatever reason, I never get involved in these um, scene size those up scene size up photos. You see them every day. Like, what's your size up, right? Yeah. And I don't know what I was doing. I, I was high or something. I wasn't. But so I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I really wish I was because that's the only reason why I should have commented because I knew I was going to open up a, a rat's nest of comments. But so it's a photo of a uh, structure fire. Um, it was an end of a row house, second story, fire pushing out the Alpha Bravo windows. Um, and that's really all that you know. And the original poster made the comment of, you are the first truck arriving on scene. What are the first three things that you do? So like, like what's your scene size up? What are your mm -hmm. first actions? And so what goes on in my brain, and like I was tired and lazy, and there was like 15 like sentences about like what different blah 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 like in the original post and somewhere down there it was about the truck company not the first arriving truck so or like what that means to or, you it's or, yeah right so for like to get lost in translation there we and maybe we're just lazy but like when i look out on the apparatus floor <laughs> we've got like six trucks out there huh. they're not all truck company trucks but they're trucks they're not cars, they're trucks. Well, I don't yeah, think no. volunteer fire services usually have, like, they don't companies. have a, they don't have an engine company, a truck company. That's right. They're volunteers, and we just do everything. Mm -hmm. We yeah, have like different, that. especially in Canada. Yeah. We have different like, apparatus yeah, that does yeah. different things, yeah. right? But, um, so they were, they were looking for truck work, which is, I mean, that's, that's fine, but. Which is like rescue, venting, mm -hmm. yeah. etc. So, yeah, like throwing, throwing ladders, uh, raise the aerial. Yeah. Uh, chopper roof and um, search and rescue. Yeah. So. And look good doing it. And look fucking super good doing it. <laughs> so that's what they're looking for. So, like, in hindsight, the quick 360 throw ladders, take the door, and I would have got 30 likes, and everybody's like, fucking right on, brother. <laughs> but <laughs> instead. In my leather helmet. In my leather helmet. <laughs> exactly, with my big squirrel hanging off the front. <laughs> But instead, I made the comment of I misread the, the truck work, and I misread, and I said, initial 360 to get the full scene size up, um, uh, deploy two and a half, do transitional attack through the alpha uh, upstairs window, 30 to 40 second water application, um, while the interior team takes the door and makes an interior push with an inch and a half to the seat of the fire. Three steps. Three easy steps. Holy shit. 
Like, it's like I was talking German. They were like, like, it was so... Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, like... <laughs> what? Like, we don't do yard work around here. We don't do here. yard work around here. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. We're basically, so, we're basically communists. We were, we were communists. <laughs> we were communists. So I had a couple back, back and forths, and actually a few people who were on that fire started to comment. Um, I'm the guy going through the front door in this picture. I'm the truck driver. I was the chauffeur. I'm like, great, man. Like, this is cool. All I'm trying to say is science dictates that early water application to the room that is on fire, mm-hmm. pushing out the window, will not, because there was comments of it, will not push the fire back inside the building right. off of a straight stream, smooth bore, large diameter. Yeah. So it's not an inch and a half combi nozzle. I wouldn't do that. But on a fire still doesn't fire still doesn't push anywhere. Yeah. The hot gases might go. The hot gases might push more. Fire especially doesn't, fire doesn't, doesn't run from, from water. It's not like fire is an animal. Like, oh my god, it's back. Water. like we're we're creating like a new flow path for the fire because we're introducing all this new steam. Uh, and I I can see that math. You introduce a bunch of steam from the from like a combi nozzle or whatever, so that might, you know, encapsulate the room and start pushing it back out of the down the hallway or you know whatever it is. But the science of a two and a half smooth bore high off the ceiling, the water droplets are what's actually doing mm-hmm. the work coming off, and they're so large it just squashes the the, the fire, buys you that time like we always talk about, push in, and so then then you do your interior yeah. work. And I didn't want to get into the like. <laughs> What I wanted to say was, after I started to see these guys, like, fucking, you're so, I can't believe that you even think this way. You got to have better heart and just go, go man up and push in there. I'm like, all I wanted to say was, I'll blow, blow, blow your mind when I say that we're going to put a PPV at oh, the front, front, yeah. front door of this, too. <laughs> I kept that one back because I was like, these guys are already coming unhinged, putting a fan. So like, they didn't pos- want to dampen it at all? No, no, no. they oh, just no, want no, to go no. in. No, they're like, we're just going in. No, no. Yeah. You you go in hard to the seat of the fire with a little bit of heart. You're a coward aggression, if you otherwise. And yeah, what... you're, not cow- you're a cowardly firefighter if you are. They literally yeah. said that's what fire gear's for. Yeah, Kick that's, that that's what your gear's for, is going into the seat of the fire rather than... Because they don't do yeah. yard work around not, here. You know, the guy actually said that. I cooling don't the environment for a moment. Yard, work. yeah. yard work's like us standing in the front yard shooting water into the... Yeah. Oh. Hit it hard from the yard. Oh. Um, yeah, hefty. Right, you gotta think it's smart, <laughs> not hard. I think, there's, I think we need a shirt that has like a little bit of a lawnmower pushing it. We don't do yard work around <laughs> yeah, here. Right. Yeah. Giant full turnout gear. We don't do yard work around here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, let's, Rob's thinking. Let's design that. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm I'd just, be the next seminar shirt. <laughs> yeah, we don't do yard work around here. Uh, so, yeah, it went on and on about, you know, and like Scott. So, Scott, I, I happened to like vent to, to the guys here. I was like, oh, I don't know what I did, but I can't stop. And Scott's like, ah. Let me take take a quick peek, it's, right? It's Saturday night. I said, I said I'm up yeah. for a fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, you know, he's detached from the frustration of it. Just comes in and he's like, literally, science. This is why that's... UL. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. On the island. I can't remember what the island is, but in New York. Do you remember that one? They would have Manhattan? Those... No, 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 no. <laughs> no, they had this... <laughs> Not no, they had that... Uh... Those old houses that UL did all that research in. Oh, right. Yeah. They about fire not being pushed. Yeah. And, yeah. Anyways, there's like a huge study on it. How exterior water application makes life better. Mm-hmm. Every time. They lit 15 different fires and every time it made life better for the occupants. Mm-hmm. Regardless. So I just posted that. 
and the guy and I and I actually thought he was joking. Like I thought he was yeah. like really good at trolling or a really good joke. Nope, he's being serious. He's like, he literally he literally said, oh, "Fuck science and fuck you, L." Mm. <laughs> and that's when he said, "We don't do yard work." Right? And basically, like, <laughs> I was like all that shit is good for is brainwashing the the younger generation and making them into lazy, cowardly firefighters. And yeah. he actually said, "What are you Canadians drinking up there? Or what yeah. kind of water are you guys drinking? What's up in there? the water up there?" Because I have my Canadian flag on my Facebook. Yeah. I'm assuming that's why he knew I was Canadian. I think so. I thought yeah, he was crazy. joking. And then I actually made fun of him. I said, are you the reincarnation of, of Bull McCafferty? The mm-hmm. big guy from Backdraft. <laughs> like running in with just your jacket open and an axe yeah. chasing the fire around. <laughs> Craziness. So did you win the fight? You never win the fight. You <laughs> never win. I mean, we always know that. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to win. But it's, oh, yeah. it's entertainment. <laughs> it's, I, just I guess you understand. win by how many thumbs up you get. But we were so deep in like East Coast. Oh yeah, uh, like we were not in our. We were definitely not in our yeah. uh, in our area. <laughs> we we were picking an argument outside of like. Like it's probably there's... almost our whole department was on that. <laughs> yeah. Page. It mm. Oh yeah, like that whole truck company, truck company, <laughs> was commenting. Like they had the driver, the person going in. And I think the officer was in there. Like it was a four person crew, and they were all. Telling me how much of an, an so idiot they, I am. they volunteer? Or? No, God, no. These okay. guys have to be paid. Okay. Because they, they were saying yeah, about how... One of the comments was how they've got a truck company and this and that and that. And that. Like, there was, like, whatever, an X amount of people that are on that department. And but then they were saying how, like... We put, we had it out in under 30 seconds with an inch and a half. So I put down, why are we having this discussion, then? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. who cares, then? If it, like, what? who cares if the size of it is if you put it out in 30 seconds? I thought this was some kind of, like, experiment on, like, you know, we did this fire wrong, or what yeah. do you guys think? Because it turned into a ma- massive incident. I'm like, if you had it out in 30 seconds, why are, we, why are we talking about this? I don't talk about the grass fire we just put out yesterday in three minutes. Right. <laughs> that was pushing wind-driven. Oh, shit, I just did. That's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> I don't understand why it's so hard for some people just to come to the conclusion that, hey, you know what? Even if I believe in this is the way I've always been taught, like what's what's that saying? It's a uh, hundred years of tra- tradition yeah. unhampered by yeah, change or something yeah, like that. that. Yeah, it's a fire service <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah. But like, accept the fact that okay, hey, there's times are changing. There's science, just like mm-hmm. the vehicle you drive. You know, like your you know 1970s suburban is a little bit different than yeah. you know the 2000 suburban. You know, it's like fire science, like anything else. It's it's just gonna change. It's just gonna get better. Hundred percent. Accept it. If you don't like it. Yeah, drive the old fucking 1970 Suburban. But, mm-hmm. anyways, yeah. I, I kind of, even though I didn't, I kind of called him inbred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I called it institutionally inbred, so that's the difference. Yes. When you're institutionally inbred, that means you're, you're, you only follow what you've been told forever. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's it's institutional it's inbreeding. It's said this we, is how we've always, we've how always, we've always done mm-hmm. it. Which is, mm-hmm. which is Archie's worst, like, yeah. his least favorite. The most uh, dangerous kind yeah. thing. He hates that thing. We've always done it this way. Great. And you've almost died. How many times? (laughs) Well, that's the thing, right? Like, um, they're so quick to charge in with the nozzle, which is great. Like, that is, like, aggressive firefighting. But there's aggressive firefighting. Like, we are known up here for being pretty a pretty aggressive department. Uh, We train hard. We we 
we are the cowboys of our area. Like, it's crazy. And I've never felt like more of a bitch. <laughs> I'm like reading this. I I'm like, my cowboy hat. I'm like, am I shitty? Like, am I like a really bad firefighter? I didn't get it. Right? Like, I, there was probably a thousand people that were reading this post and they're. They're all like, 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 like. I had people like giving me the mad face. It was like the sad crying eyes. I'm like, oh my God, you really hate my size up that bad. <laughs> it was, it, it was oh, nuts. But yeah, I don't you know. You should put the same one up on this side and see if yeah, right. like West Coast thinks the same. Yeah, that's yeah, actually not a bad Somewhere idea. similar. Mm-hmm. We'll find another no, no, one. Do exactly the do exactly same. The same one, yeah. mm-hmm. We'll just take out their their little training <laughs> yeah. blurb yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I'd be really curious to see what what some some people's thoughts are on it. Um, and like again, I didn't want to get into the what ifs, right? Like that's that's a big, a big. Well, like what if this? What if this? Well, then you're only yeah, going to be defensive firefighter. I get it. But my big what if on a scene like that is again, and you kept saying like, "What's what's there more to know?" So they know everything about the fire. They were inside. The so people they, inside. Yeah, like what what's time of day was it? What caused it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is it like breakfast? Is it dinner time? Like it was obviously day, you know, daytime. But are there you know was there occupants in there? Um, like a couple people were like, "Hey, I try to wrangle a neighbor." And see if I can get some more info on what's happening. But also, how long has it been burning? Is it pushing out the other side of the building that we can't see? Like these are the more the more info that I need to know. Yeah. Well, that um, you were asking, is it a city? Is it a rural? Yeah, and the government said it doesn't matter. Resources. Yeah. Yeah. said it doesn't matter. That matters a lot. That matters a lot. Is there a hydrant? Do I need a tender? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. like what are the next app? Like yeah. what are the next apparatus that we, we need to be looking for? Right. Um, and it's obviously upstairs. Is and somebody was like, oh, well, there, that's one one room upstairs. There's how no you, way that it would be two different bedrooms. I'm like, how do you know? Like, it's sure. Crazy like, shit around here. Yeah, there's all yeah. sorts of stuff, right? So, like, <laughs> there's a very high probability that that was a staircase going upstairs, and you get one large bedroom and an offshoot off the other side. Yeah. So, uh, is that, you know, VISable? And a lot of people were going that, that way. I, I really like that. Well, VIS in that one window. Yeah, mm-hmm. window which, which would have been good, right? Mm-hmm. Out of that one, no, because it's it was pushing yeah. out of both. Oh, well, maybe both those guys would have. Yeah, those guys uh, would VIS all day! <laughs> That's what your gear's for. Don't be a coward. But, like, is it coming down the stairs? So, let's say that now it's pushing right down those stairs. Are the stairs compromised? How long has it been, been burning for? Yeah. These are all things. But, man, with a little bit of water on the outside, PPV, going to get all that, yeah. you know, cleaner, survivable space. I almost threw this at them because they were, um, there's a couple guys I could see they were veterans. Cause they mm-hmm. had their, I almost said, so... Because they were obviously in the war. <laughs> when you were in the war, did you just charge an enemy territory with your with your um, guns, or did you actually launch artillery at them or call an airstrikes first mm-hmm. and soften the target before you went in, <laughs> or did you just charge in? <laughs> but I was like, nah, whatever. <laughs> That's tomorrow night's post. Oh yeah, I gotta save something. <laughs> but you know, absolutely, like it, it's it's the exact same concept. Yeah. You know, it's uh, soften the target. Yeah. You, Yes, I still understand it. The one thing I have to say is, at least these guys didn't just go on the roof and cut a big hole and not put any water in. They actually mm-hmm. charged the sea of the fire and put some water in. Not like a lot of other but areas. a lot of comments were going, they were looking for yeah, a vent. Vent. Where's the roof yeah. vent? Where's, where's the roof so vent? Where's the roof window. vent? But that's what... Mm-hmm. I was exactly. reading some, some of these comments. It's self-venting, but the building's still pressurized, so you have to make less pressure by letting it vertical vent as well. Or, or, or no. It's already venting. Or no. <laughs> 
Yeah, science. You know, you know that grade twelve. You know, high. Yeah, that's some important concepts for some people. So what did you learn, Ash? <laughs> Don't fucking do size ups on the internet. <laughs> yeah. You fell into that trap, and then you felt the need to defend yourself. And get oh my god! And that. like, like Kevin Cohen, he's like, you will never win an internet arg- argument. And like, like you might come out feeling like you you did pretty good, but like we were well behind enemy lines for sure. <laughs> so. I, it, I was, was just, just hope, fun. Yeah, I was just hoping somebody, like, give me one person to give a thumbs up. Like, hey, you know what? I get it. Someone and my, I did. And the initial post, I got a couple of thumb, thumbs up. So I'm like, wow, there's not full of. I'm going to go back idiots. on there and give you a fr- uh, frowny face. Yeah, yeah oh, for sure. <laughs> give you the little heart hug. Yeah. That's what I need. Yeah, I'm going to give you a laugh. Yeah, you will. Yeah, sucker. We should get everybody listening to go on there and give a thumbs up. <laughs> Seven hundred thumbs up or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Or a bunch of people now not listening to us anymore. Yeah, or we might be like, oh, these guys are actually cowards. I don't know why I listen to them. Yeah, so you lost all your East Coast oh, listeners. Yeah. Oh, God. And it's not an always thing. The exterior water application isn't an always thing. It's just no. sometimes yeah, it is. No. Exactly. And what's funny is I knew where I was posting. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I went a little more that way just to see what the conversation would go. And holy hell. Yeah. Well, and you had a good point. Um, or was it one of you guys, um, just before we got turned on, um, they probably don't have a pre-connected two and a half. That's right. Because yeah. you said, I can I can roll a two and a half out, my guys can put a two and a half out and put water on the fire within like 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. And one guy said, there's no way you can do that. Yeah. Well, when it's pre-connected on the line, we can do that all day long. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's your, literally what we train. Yeah, your pump operator doesn't have enough hustle. Because my, my comment was, I could have water in the fire before your team made entrance to the door. And that was laughable. Like li- it was literally, you're living on Fantasy Island. Was that's was actually what I said. Yeah. The quote, um, because our pump operators couldn't flow water fast enough, and they would be inside the front door already. Because he said, yeah, because he said, well, you have a charged inch and a half going at the front door before you guys can charge the two and a half. And was, it's exactly that's the, same. the same thing. Yeah. But, I, but but you said he probably they don't probably, probably don't have, have a preconnected. Preconnected. Where we do have a minimum two and a half smooth bore ready to rock so we can either stretch that right. get your you know first three lengths off off the engine and then we could either break that down throw a cleaver roll get a couple extra lengths of mm-hmm. inch and a half for the interior push which is exactly what we were training the last couple weeks there um because you you knock it down you drop it down you add on your lengths and now you can just advance from the doorway that they just got ready to force yeah as you cool that down like a lot of things are happening quickly um we literally had this practice we talked talked about it hitting the upstairs window quick moving to the inside attack i think we're still going in every time and that's mm-hmm. like i think scott said there, there are no absolutes in firefighting you can't say this will never happen or this always happens like it's so dynamic so here is an option let's explore the option yeah um and that's what i was trying to kind of dangle the carrot of hey again i i knew i was deep in the east coast program there what what are we going to get back out of it and i knew that there would be like the one or two like you know obviously you guys are just going to be defensive like that's not the case <laughs> but uh because they were also coming from the angle that they like a bunch of those guys were on that fire mm-hmm. so they knew the outcome they knew it, it took them 30 seconds to a minute to put it out yeah 500 gallons of water to finish the fire <laughs> well but, put it to mop up but when you're first arriving you don't know that's going to happen yeah yeah you don't know until you get inside you're like this is not much different fire once I'm inside. Mm-hmm. I should have probably softened this from the outside before I before I went in. Yeah. 
Because maybe it's not pushing out that other window yet. But maybe that window is black and it's about to break through that window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like maybe it's going Again, through all the other rooms. Yeah. There's the ton of what ifs, right? Yeah. It's like everything in practice. Like it, it's, there's different tools for different applications. You know, every situation it's going to dictate our response. It's going to be differently. And for, for that one, not saying it's totally wrong when they did. It was already self-venting. It, you know, yeah. They probably know the neighborhood. They know the buildings. It's their district. Same mm-hmm. as if we rolled anything in our area. Um, so if they felt confident that, yeah, I can do a, a pretty direct attack and hit it, perfect. Absolutely. But there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, yeah, you know what? Hit it from the yard. We're not sitting there just pouring water into it then. Oh, yeah, okay, now we're going to go and do some mop up there, guys. Let's uh, yeah. you know, break it down and go some some roof hooks. And <laughs> No, it's it's that quick attack, you know, mm-hmm. c- combination attack. Boom, move it in. That team's going up. And a good pump, op- pump operator, a lot of times, if you don't have that two and a half, they can hit it with a deck gun. Yeah. Like, you know, a few seconds from a deck gun is going to s- slow that clock down so fast. For sure, like, Anyways, anyway. yeah. here we go. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, going on to, I guess we're going to talk about the scenario that uh, you guys ran there the other night. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. good. With the help from you. It was. It was. Uh, yeah. I was. I was pumped to be invited up by the chief um, for that. It was. It was great. I don't know where we want to start. Do we want to start with kind of the setup of it? Well. Yeah, because it was one of those ones where it's good having a big training team, and that's where we go back to all the time. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a training section and you only have one training officer, it would be hard to do that because, um, first of all, if you're the, if like I used to be the only training officer, so it used to be like, okay, we're gonna do this big scenario. I'd have to go like try to recruit people. They might not be into it, but having a training section, I literally had the chief go to me and say, "Hey, I'd like to do a scenario." I'm like, "Okay, what, how many guys do you need?" He's like, I need Jay, and I need, I need one, and he wanted one there, but I don't even, even took the other one. No. So I said, okay, cool, because then I don't have to be part of it. Oh, I did. He, he grabbed guts. Oh, yeah. That's so right. I could take a step back, which is awesome, because I, like, we, we don't always like being in this, like, I don't like always setting up the scenario, because yeah. I, I don't really get to train that. Because mm-hmm. I'm basically like those guys. I know the outcome yeah. of what's going to happen. Yeah, you got to <laughs> Yeah, you, you, you can't set up the scenario. You're, you'll look that's like an all-star. Already. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and the nice that's the nice thing with the training division where you guys are, are splitting it up like every couple of weeks and the, the yeah. opposite officers or the opposite groups that have that exposure to get in there fresh which is mm-hmm. perfect yeah. so it was awesome because i didn't know what was going on at all that's right um started getting inklings when uh when bob called me the night before and asked for your number and i was like <laughs> Well, that's weird. <laughs> but I, actually, I didn't even put that together yet because I was I was thinking you maybe he's calling you for something else. And then, of course, you showed up at the hall the night of the practice. Yeah. And then I was like, hmm, interesting. Because <laughs> yeah. usually when you come, we know it's going to be something with medical, typically. Um, yeah. I got a couple off Fox from Ash when you saw me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't always know it's going to be MCI, but we know it's going. We probably we know it's going to be something medical. Yeah. Um, we've been touching on a lot of. Uh, we've been doing a lot of first responder li- stuff lately because of our new um, procedures we're getting into. So I knew it was going to be something, but I didn't know what exactly. Um, I don't know if you had any idea. Yeah. So I, I had to come down here. Um, we got donated a car, so. Somebody from town reached out to the chief and heard that we were looking for vehicles for uh, upcoming Auto X course that we're putting on in May. And uh, so Warren and myself 
uh, were tasked to go pick this car up. So we go out there to grab it. Da, 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 da. The story goes, oh, the battery just needed to be charged. So you're set to go there. Pump up the tires. The, the car ran. No problem. We get out there. No, the battery wouldn't have take, taken a charge. The tires are off the bead. And the car <laughs> doesn't run. So we're like, ah, this is well beyond us. Like, not not beyond us. This is well beyond the next 40 minutes of and what we have with us, right? We have the trailer that we were going to drive the car on. Well, we didn't bring a come along. We didn't bring da 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 da. So we're heading back to the hall to go look for some stuff, and we look across and we see that um, the Hiab down at the training grounds moving vehicles around <laughs> in the air. We're like, huh. <laughs> well, that's going to be Jay helping set up for the scenario coming up. So I didn't know what was happening. I just saw him working down there, and he happened to post and ask, "Hey, do you guys need any of these cars?" Yeah. So they're like, okay, there's going to be some vehicles involved. Like, that's kind of really all we knew. So something was happening, but we didn't know what. So, you know, vehicles involved. Um, obviously, some patients. Now that we see that Todd was there. So anyway, I knew it was happening, but I didn't really know, like, like what were they moving? What what was all going on? Right. So, so I just called him. I said, hey, when you're done there, can you come and give us a hand or whatever, right? But, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know the extent of what, of what they were putting together, which turned out to be super, super cool. Um, I don't know how many vehicles were there. Yeah, so we had, uh, so Bob called me actually and he said, hey, what are you doing? Come up Thursday. We're doing a, uh, doing a multi-vehicle, uh, multi-patient, uh, collision based on like kind of the large kind of, uh, freeway incidents that we, mm-hmm. we've been talking about in the past. I said, absolutely. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> so he had, uh, five vehicles and a, uh, uh, flat large flat deck trailer from a, um, Truck trailer unit, and they're all squished up, piled up on top of each other. It's telling me where the patients are going to be, and one's on fire, and this and that. I was like, well, it's... the vehicle, not the patient. Yeah, the, the, well, there, well, there, was, there was a yeah. patient on fire. To, to be fair, he was on fire. Yeah. So, yeah. So to set set it up, they had uh, the uh, the rig trailer first, with a small car caved into the back of it, uh, with two patients, uh, one half ejected, second car. Stoved underneath half underneath that, I believe, mm-hmm. um, with another patient, yeah. then another truck sideways, yeah, two in that one, two, in that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two, two, yeah. and then a truck. The third vehicle, the truck was turned sideways, T-boned. Um, two patients. Then we had the motorhome uh, stoved in the back of that on fire with the patient hanging out yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it was awesome. <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> it was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I got a picture. Yeah. I mean, we had. So there was, uh, yeah, five cars total, uh, seven patients in total. Um, he kind of gave me the lowdown of um, what they were, what he wanted for um, triage color. So we mm. talked about our reds and our blacks are either deceased or expectant. Um, and then he said, you know, I just want you to kind of oversee. And first he asked if I wanted to participate, like you can come in there as a role as a paramedic. And, you know, see what we do with uh, treatment and triaging and, and staging and running the MCI. And then we discussed a little bit more, a little bit afterwards, said, well, why don't I just totally observe, totally neutral, not say anything. Mm-hmm. And then we can just throw in some tidbits and some learning objectives. Yeah, a good debrief at the Absolutely end. Absolutely, yeah. the debrief. And that worked, worked the best, I found, because I then, so. then really you're not good. getting sucked in to mm-hmm. one specific little area. I had the ability to bounce back and forth to the two groups. Mm-hmm. But... Um, yeah, why don't we talk, why don't we break down kind of your guys' roles as you came in the trucks and how we broke into the teams before we get into the other stuff. 
Yeah, because we were doing our safety meeting beforehand. Yeah. And Bob just said, uh, or he, he had said to us as he's walking by, he's like, yeah, you guys uh, just need to pick a truck tonight. I'm like, all right. And I didn't know anything about the car accident stuff. So I'm thinking, uh, that's probably, because I knew they were going to burn light something on fire. That's yeah, that's one thing I knew that someone was going to get burned. Cause, okay. Uh, Jay was asking me, oh, he was, he was grabbing the target torch. So I was like, okay. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to let, like, because I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to get on the engine tonight. Someone else can get on the engine. So I'm going to go on a rescue truck. Because <laughs> it's probably nothing to do with accidents. <laughs> well, everybody started asking me, what are you doing here? It's like, can I just come by for a visit? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> so in my head, I'm like, okay, maybe it'll be Friday like Friday through uh, Wednesday, we're wide <laughs> open for visits. Because for some reason, I'm thinking, okay, we just built that cool roof prop and all this stuff. So I'm like, oh, maybe it'll be a structure fire and it's going to be multiple patients inside the structure fire. Mm. Like, okay, I'll just take the rescue truck, you know, let Ash and Rob or Warren, one of those guys, run yeah. uh, the engines. And so, first <laughs> so truck. So I hopped in the engine. <laughs> yeah, and the first truck that gets called out, <laughs> rescue truck for multiple vehicle accident. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, it was lucky because I, um, I had Matt, who's a paramedic. Um, he actually drove, so I was kind of hassling him as we're driving because I'm like, hey, you want to drive? He's like, ah. <laughs> and then Carrie, we, she almost didn't get on the truck because we were starting to get filled up. I'm like, you're getting on this truck. <laughs> I was going to hop on another one because Bob just told me about five minutes before what that he was needed, doing. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. And so you actually had a, kind of a little bit of heads up. So I'm like, get on the rescue truck. Like, cause I need like, I need as many medics I, as I can because it sounds like it's big. So then we rolled out. And, uh, so that was kind of our, as we were driving there. Um, the duty officer went direct and he was giving me, or he was giving us updates. So it was, he was giving us multiple vehicles, multiple patients. Um, so. I think we had two guys on there too that just finished the FR. Yes. Yeah. We had Gus and, uh. In your truck? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So it worked out well. Yeah. Oh, no, we had so Glenn. Who was, uh, who oh, Glenn, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. He's got it. Yeah. Um, so I asked Carrie to do the triaging, um, I'd be the command, or I'd command, I'd be the, um, officer for. Um, extrication, mm-hmm. and then, um, and then of course when we pull up, Matt's like, start doing paramedic stuff. I'm like, hey, you're driving the truck. <laughs> He's like, ah. <laughs> but then we actually, as we were driving in, I'm like, you know what? The rescue truck really doesn't need anyone. Like mm-hmm. once it's parked, yeah, and the um, hydraulics are on, yeah. like there's really and the lights are up. There's really not much to rescue. Like it's not like you're operating a pump, <laughs> mm-hmm. so you can like mm-hmm. you can go away from the rescue truck. Yeah. And the nice thing and with that, that well. was with, uh, when I was, I started listening to, uh, the duty officer when he was first on scene for his size up. And so Speedy was given, uh, you know, multiple vehicles, calling for additional resources, um, calling for the, as many ambulances, uh, and then starting to do the, the patient count and was updating that. Yeah. Um, and then as the rescue truck rolled up, uh, you guys started getting your, everything set up. And then normally we're used to having that rescue team the tools set up in one area and kind of move off that staging tarp but because this accident was designed to be all piled up in a long row with no breaks in between yeah. you were forced to split into yeah teams. it split us down mm-hmm. the middle um yeah so when we arrived uh carrie jumped out the truck and, and i was kind of i don't know if you noticed i was annoyed with you at first cause, no i didn't know because you came back you came back right away i'm like I'm like, go do your triage. You're like, I'm done. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I, was like, I felt like you were gone for like two seconds. And then, because uh, I was like, I need this out. I need that. I need a stabilization. And then you're back already. And you're like, I'm done my triage. I'm like, what? 
Well, I did miss a child, <laughs> like, like a, so... Wow. Well, <laughs> you're done in triage for as much as you could see and as much as you were told, so... Yeah. Um, which, you know, when we always talk triaging, go, it, it constantly is updated and updated and updated. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. see, the initial triage was, uh, what was it, two reds? Two reds uh, most and rest black. Yeah, two reds yeah. and, uh, yeah. Which is actually pretty easy triage. Like, it's pretty... Like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's no greens yeah. running around and yeah. <laughs> no yellows where you're like, eh, is that yeah, going into red? Is very that very focused with, with the reds or the expecting or deceased, yeah. which was, make does make it easier. Yeah. Like I said, you throw in a couple of, uh, of greens and, or people that are, you know, in that yellow category that are pain in the ass that are still in the vehicle, mm-hmm. they're awkward, like the event we did in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah for mm-hmm. sure. Think, yeah. Um, but it was good. It was actually interesting because, uh, like, yeah, the one vehicle was burning on the tail end. Yeah. And normally when something's on fire, you're like, everyone's drawn to that like a moth. Mm-hmm. Like, but I'm like, I didn't even like, that was like no factor. Jocko would say no factor because it's like at the mm-hmm. tail end of the vehicles and it's burning. And uh, I knew the engine was right behind us. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Ash has that. He's on the, yeah. You were, yeah, you were in there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, that's good. We're good to go. Mm-hmm. So uh, they just roll in, handle the fire. Um, and then we quickly realized, yeah, like you said, the way the scene was made, I don't know if they, I guess they purposely made it that yeah. way. But it was basically split down the down the middle, so the some of the patients were on one side of the uh, on the driver's side, some are on the passenger sides, and there's no way to get over because of the trailers and all the vehicles. So we split the crews up, and luckily we have an en- a second engine that has rescue jewels on it, mm-hmm. so we were able to get that going. Anyways. Yeah, it was uh, it was really well set up. Uh, definitely tip of the hat to those guys for getting that happening for us. Um, so I got on the engine, um, and we were, so we were the second truck to leave. Um, so kind of how this all works out, like we were saying before, we're all kind of sitting around, we do our quick safety, you know, meeting or whatever. So your crew is also as, you know, it's going to be whoever you get, right? So knowing kind of a little bit of what it was, I know like Scott was grabbing some medically minded people. Because the rescue truck was the first one called. Yeah. Um, and then it was, yeah, just a random mix of, of crew and basically and everything else, which is a really good representation of potentially who's going to walk in the door. And that's what you're going to get. So um, I had a really good pump operator. Uh, and yeah, a mix of crew in the back. And the guys did awesome. We got up on scene speed, told us where to go. We got ourselves parked uh, immediately to pre-connect hose lines off. Uh, I got the guys going. As soon as we got water flowing and hoses were out, uh, I peeled Logan away and sent him over uh, to you guys because it was going to be heavy hands-on. And again, like the fire, and I said this in the debrief afterwards, I'm like, once the initial knockdown, that could have been a single-person job uh, because it was. It was the tail end of it. It wasn't spreading. You want to get it dealt with. But there's much more pressing things that are happening. So, I mean, getting Logan peeled off immediately to go get some more hands-on for the rescue side of it was was good. Um, I had Dane, Kev1 was doing fire fire suppression. <laughs> we have multiple Kevins, so. Uh, <laughs> Kevin1 on there. And it's like a six-pack Kevin. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're 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 not ranked in quality. They're ranked in years <laughs> years here. <laughs> wow. Well, no, like it's not. <laughs> like this, Kevin, the first one here. The this is our one number here, one, yeah. Kevin. Like, it's not ranked. It changes throughout the year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm not number one, Kevin anymore. Damn it! Next to Kevin with a different spelling for each. Yeah, one. Every, it's yeah. 
Kidding, kidding, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, those guys did, did their thing. And then even once that was kind of knocked out, uh, because we were, um, we were separated, I jumped on the other side right away and started to, to try to help organize the second truck coming in uh, and just kind of went as like my resources on, on that side of it, which was kind of challenging because I, I wasn't really tied to anything. It, it kind of felt like, a, you know, yeah, it was, you, you weren't attached to anything. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was kind of tough to... Which actually, to, uh, um, I found that easier. Mm-hmm. Like not to be tied to something. Right. Because that's what I was like. I was basically Ash mm-hmm. on the other side. Yeah. Because uh, Rob, Rob was like, Rob shows up. Yeah. And I'm like, because by this time, we're like, we're starting to piece together the different vehicles. So now you're like, okay, now we're going to cut this into cut this into manageable pieces. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm like, Rob, can you run extrication on this car? Like, I want to run extrication on that car. Then Ash and I will be like kind of floating. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah, a lot of people were pulling resources, yeah. yeah. And then, and then, and then we had the overall IC as a. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. You were kind of like a secondary IC as far as it went for extrication and overseeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it got so yeah. like, I like I don't think. Well, and, and Brian was like, "Yeah, I'm getting like, I, there's nowhere for me to stand, so I can see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I guess he could stood on the flat. <laughs> yeah, but mm-hmm. he was kind of like, eh. So I'm like, well, I'll take this side. Mm-hmm. Ash can take that side. These two guys will take the vehicles." And then he'll yeah. oversee the whole scene. Yeah. Which worked out pretty well, I think. Mm-hmm. I think so as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was just a different, like, a different role. Because usually you're so attached to your team and your truck, and this is your, your mm-hmm. task. Um, so now, detaching from that, and like Scott says, is kind of, you know, taking a step back and helping oversee um, both both sides of that, like, large-scale scenario um, was good. Like, like, Rob ended up coming over on our side at one point and then Warren was over on that side like there was it was pretty like it was pretty heavy command <laughs> on that side at one point but like nobody was jumping on top mm-hmm. of anybody like it was very it, it felt like we were working together really well everybody was like hey like like Warren would say something and I'm like hey guys also you know don't forget about this uh, and he's like yeah right and then he would you know again remind the guys so like I tried to keep myself back a bit like def- definitely not getting myself right into the car um, uh, I, yeah, I, I think everybody worked really, really well together. It was a it good, was, it was a good scene to watch. Like as soon as those other resources started to arrive, because that the initial moments of just one truck sucked because there's so many little things to do. Mm. Um, so it was good to see, you know, command was set up and then, you know, your, your team leader on the truck and then Carrie was in there for the triage, yeah. um, team lead. So she was in charge of that and coming back. And once that second truck arrived. And you guys had your little little, little meeting with IC as as mm-hmm. team leaders. Uh, then it, you could really see the division, and that's exactly what we see. like. I look at it as like a like any large scale scene. Like you've got your incident command, and then you've mm-hmm. got your two divisions, right, yeah. or sectors. And yeah. so you've got you know you had Scott on the one side, Ash on the other side, mm-hmm. and then I noticed like Warren. Like I listened to his commands as he broke down to his uh, extrication team. Like this mm-hmm. is the priority after he talked to Carrie for triage, yeah. and the same thing was happening on the other side of the trailer. So everything was happening at, at the same time, and I was trying to bounce back and forth to hear both groups because it was kind of hard to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the process was still exactly the same. Um, I think that first team started getting the tools out really fast to start cutting, but then the second team. Is a little bit more delayed because they need a little bit more stabilization, mm-hmm. right. which actually worked out fine as well for equipment and, mm-hmm. and usage wise. Um, and then in the background, 
I knew what needed to be happen next. I was trying to listen to command to say, okay, well, what are the other updates that are that are being portrayed out? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, is the staging and triage area casualty collection points are those being made? And I happened to look over, and Matt had cones out. He had the tarps out, so he had your entrance and exit points for an MCI. Yeah, like it, it was at textbook. It was that was even like we look for like no direction to do that. Which is yeah. awesome. So that goes back to, again, I was thinking about this, about our decentralized command. Because mm-hmm. uh, did you guys see that post? I don't know if I posted it on our site, but somewhere in, uh, somewhere down the States, a bunch of people died because they had to park, the, this engine company yeah. had to park a distance away to wait for the command to come tell them where to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And these people yeah. were like, like they're, I, forget, I forget, I have to find it. But basically, like, they weren't allowed to, their policy was they weren't allowed to go anywhere near the scene until the command got there and said all this stuff has to happen. what to do. Yeah, um, yeah. So like Matt, like you know, I'm tied up, busy, and like you said, and then at one point I turn around, you know, he's technically the truck driver, so he's you know, out and like we always say, well, he's always you know the truck driver supposed to stay with the truck, but mm-hmm. the rescue truck, like you just said, doesn't need to have a guy sitting there because it's mm-hmm. just a rescue truck. <laughs> I mean, a lot of hustle came out of our our driver. There's a lot of hustle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just like that. yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, so he's setting it up right, and and he knows what to do because he's, be you know, he's, he's medically minded, and he, yeah. and he took the R attack with us, so he knew he knew exactly what. And we've done MCI a couple times, but yeah. And when you talk MCIs too, you talk about you know you want your triage leader, your treatment, and your transportation, yeah. and like staging and stuff. In an ideal right? world, <laughs> yeah, in, in an ideal world, right? So that scenario was worked out well for that to get set up because Carrie was already in charge of triage, yeah. and then. You know, we didn't need a treatment person yet for that because people were still not accessible in the vehicles. Mm-hmm. So until more resources arrived and you get that, that staging area or casualty collection point made up, which Matt suddenly did. Yeah. And then once it was ready, as patients started filing out, he took over that treatment uh, role. And then we discussed about having a transportation officer as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I, I was imagine like if, if we didn't get that lee- leeway granted to us. If Matt was one of those guys, or our department was one of those departments where you have, you have to wait until the command tells you to do something. Well, I have my back to him because I'm looking at the scene. We're all kind of t- we're we're trying to not get sucked in, but we're getting a little sucked into the scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I would have thought about it after, oh crap, that thing's not set up yet. Now now we're behind the eight ball again. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's, Matt did it. check yeah. in though. Like he came, he came over and he was like, "This is what I was thinking." Like Matt has a lot more experience with yeah. MCI than I do, so. I was like, yeah, great. Because we had the basic idea of where to set it up, but nothing was happening. Yeah, so. so he set it all up. And then I, then I kind of screwed it up on him because we needed the tools and we were parked a little far away. That's right. So I'm like, I need to drive the truck like 20 feet forward. He's like, but it's right in my, uh, right in my zone. I'm like, I, I'm like, just drive the truck 20 feet forward. He's like, <laughs> so he drives the truck 20 feet forward. That doesn't adjust all his tarps. <laughs> Because I'm like, we could either, because Robin said, let's put the extenders on the tools, yeah. the hose. But when we were like, well, we got the, we actually have a second set of tools. So let's use that on that rescue truck yeah. or on that truck. So mm-hmm. um, we just drove the truck 20 feet closer and we, we could hit everything we needed. Yeah. So that's the other thing you don't, you don't think about is how long that scene is. That's right. Mm-hmm. So if, mm-hmm. if it was near, even farther back, we would have to move the truck even more or maybe yeah. have the back end. That's um, right. But we were talking about that, that Texas incident, you yeah. know, with 100 cars. One guy would literally just have to hold on, and like hopefully he had battery operated tools because he'd have to just keep walking and cutting cars and yeah, keep like cars, cutting cars, yeah. go 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 go, right? Yeah, there, there's images of, of just one small roaming team like packing a little generator, and the other guy was packing a tool, and enough they had to walk the mm-hmm. line right where you cut go. cars apart. Yeah, and then yeah. it's another what we discussed again is having all these portable battery operated tools, which are 
a godsend sometimes for those for scenarios. Sure. Mm-hmm. And what is the, the the hot zone can then turn into a warm zone mm-hmm. uh, where you, you can start to approach. So like at the start of the scene, when that motorhome was you know rolling, it in our scenario, it had already been burned once. So it wasn't like, like fully rolling. Yeah. But... I mean, it was a scenario, and you treat it like it was, like, like fully engulfed, and it was, like, hot. So, where you parked the first time was yeah. probably accurate. Yeah. And then as that scene sort of stabilized, now you can get even the apparatus closer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, every scene is dynamic. Um, you know, I, I think that's a pretty accurate representation of where a person would probably park. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. just, yeah have to re- do you extend or do you... You, you adjust your apparatus. Yeah. And that worked out well, too. Like, I mean, with that scenario, you, you didn't have the ability to drive around or, mm-hmm. or too much further. That's right. Either. So it really broke up the team nice having to do that. And luckily, the other guys, they got that tr- other truck backed in there with yeah. the other tools. If mm-hmm. not, they would have had to hump them around, yeah. which would have worked fine as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, even just the discussions with the triaging, like, you know, Carrie, you were busy. Like you were, you triaged everybody. You came back. You know, we talked about um, ribboning everybody, right? Like marking them, mm-hmm. and then because it's a small scene for that practice environment, it's fairly easy because at that point there was only supposed to be two red, so mm-hmm. you can keep it remembered. But we spoke just as a discussion point that if there is more patience, we do want to be pulling that ribbon out as early as we can, mm-hmm. um, just just to remember. Because I've been on scenes where, you know six seven eight people and you start forgetting who's what once they start getting extricated right Uh, i didn't put the reds on the reds i put red ribbon on but uh we didn't have any black ribbon so no but i think we'd always thought uh, i think the idea was we don't really need black ribbon because we just throw a blanket over Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is what we end up doing yeah unless like i said like if it's just expectant because we talk about secondary triage right yeah Yeah. so So that we have black ribbon you gave me some that's right i gave you some i got some more for you um and then with that, like yeah, you guys, pretty terrible. Tarp them immediately. Yeah, right, <laughs> like, right, right. I'm not doing? quite there. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> but you guys had the discussion, you know, a few times, and I saw you go around and kind of, kind of recheck in with everybody. But also at that point in time, there was teams split up doing mm-hmm. that application, so it made your job a lot easier mm-hmm. to triage because you can just check in quickly and, and go forward from there. Um, but then when we talk about secondary triage and doing the, the search of the area, yeah. uh, Scott, you mentioned that you you got a guy back from uh, doing a search to make sure there's no other patients. Yeah, no, we actually did it twice. Carrie did, <laughs> did it as well. Which isn't bad. Like we, At least we we did it twice, um, which some might go, well, it's a lack of communication, but we did it twice rather than didn't do it at all. Yeah. <laughs> no. And, and yeah, the discussion point came back. Because at that point in the game, there's there's a lot of firefighters. Like, there's yeah. a lot of people, yeah. a lot of help there on the scene. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes it hinders, but sometimes it's it really helps. Yeah, yeah. Secondary thorough search is not a bad thing, no. right? Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes some guys are maybe looking for different things. So mm-hmm. um, we actually uh, one of the guys I use was Mauricio, mm-hmm. and he's pretty experienced in some things. Yeah. <laughs> some of his uh, earlier life. So I'm like, go look for people around. He's like, okay. <laughs> so I uh, explain what I needed. He's like, because he's new. So he went around. He's like, clear. I'm like, cool. <laughs> <'Cause>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he knows what he's looking for. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, it's uh, it was it was really neat to, to kind of step back in the position I was, just observing and taking a lot of notes um, for little discussion points and stuff. 
because you can really see the defined teams. Like I mentioned before, you could see that extrication team on the other side and, yeah. and then the, the alpha side, if you will, where the command was. And then the, the extrication teams or treatment, uh, once that was set up, like everybody stayed where they needed to be. Mm-hmm. And when they weren't being used, there was a group of people over at a staging area. Like it was very controlled, very smooth. And, uh, but still when a, a task needed to be done, it was fast and efficient. Yeah. yeah, it was very well, very well done. Um, the one thing we talked about with uh, triaging for number when you're going through how many patients and where was numbering cars because uh, that always helps. So yeah. I mentioned talking about like just numbering them. They're in a nice simple row: one, two, three, four, five. You know, yeah. car one, I have two reds. Car two, I have two reds. Car three, I have a black, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right. Um, and then that way it makes it easier for the team leaders to remember what is what so it's very clear it's not, not to say hey go to uh go to the car on the left and pop that door well which one yeah because i was yeah, doing right. colored cars and then i realized part way through there's two two great cars yeah mm-hmm. and they're both have patience with them mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so, number so then i started going like then i started calling it like rob's car warren's car <laughs> so yeah it's like go to rob's car because <laughs> so that's where rob's working and more because you know you can see the two red hats because yeah. everyone else is yellow helmets right so you can see like you can see the red hats kicking around so yeah. i'm like go to rob's car go to warren's car <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah numbering numbering is great and then you can always pass that information off to medics as they arrive or, or anybody else right um and it's the same thing when we do auto acts like when we talk about the clean side and the dirty side right the dirty side we know it's bottom you right. might just say hey go you know go do something on the top of this car while your top might be a different mm-hmm. version if it's upside down, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the numbering system. I think it's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rob, we haven't heard from you. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Rob. So, I ended up on the forestry truck with, <laughs> with the safety officer. And I'm like... Damn it. <laughs> yeah, when you guys pulled in, I'm like waiting for like a clown car. People are like, oh, two of you could pop up. Two, like, two of us on the truck. <laughs> well, this yeah. isn't much help. So I, I pulled up and Scott immediately, I need you to do extrication on that car. So that's what we did. And I started to grab whatever mm-hmm. bodies were standing around and got. Yeah. Uh, we had the car number one, which was in, into the back of the trailer, which had uh, two patients. Yeah. The driver uh, expectant. <laughs> so, uh, not pregnant. Uh, but, yeah. You know, uh, expected to possibly pass. And so then we had a patient on the passenger side who was uh, partially through the front window. And we had, what we actually had was a live, we had a couple of live patients too. I don't know if we mentioned that earlier, but no, we had a couple of live patients and so one of our uh, members who helped us set up the scenario had a couple of family members. And so his daughter was in the passenger side uh, front window and we had to extricate her. So yeah, she, she was, was through uh, the window. Yeah, she like was, <laughs> like she was halfway yeah. through the window. Yeah. So I, don't really think, I don't know. He must have cut the hole in the window. And she, he had, where, some, where, glass, where, uh, he had uh, some plastic. He had some plastic. So yeah, in, but yeah. he must have cut a hole. A nice round hole for it to slide into. Yeah, the whole upper thoracic was through the, yeah. the yeah. shoulders yeah. or through the window. Yeah. Yeah. That was really good. So, I mean, we started to grab medical-minded people. Uh, grabbed Glenn, and he did a... Well, we simulated putting on a neck collar because we don't have any training colors or anything like that. So we just said, okay, we're putting a collar on. Mm-hmm. He kind of did a, a head support 
Um, I think we grabbed guests on the other side as well. And uh, we started to go extrication from there. Can't remember who I had on my team, but we started. Yeah, uh, tall Rob. Tall Rob. Tall Rob. <laughs> Other Rob. Second Rob. Rob. Yeah. I'm number two. <laughs> tall Rob. Tall Rob. <laughs> uh, so we started to come up with an idea for a plan to get her out of the vehicle while minimizing the amount of damage we're going to do to her body by trying mm-hmm. to get her out of this window. Um, so our plan was to cut the A post, you know, as high as we could and as low as we could. Get the glass out there, out of there as best we could, and then get a spine board in. She was, of course, laying on the hood of the, the vehicle. We left her in that position, got the spine board in. Um, kind of about that time as they made the cuts, got the glass out, and we're starting to um, get her onto the spine board. Um, I was retasked to the other side because now they wanted to turn the driver... From they expectant. Wanna, they didn't want to turn him. He okay, turned. <laughs> he turned. He turned. Well, it, it was with dummy in the front seat. So did double check. And then I guess did. they wanted to do more extrication on the scenario. So um, he turned into a red, and we started to extricate on that side as well. So from that, um, Ash's team was kind of done. So we kind of collected a couple of his guys, a um, couple of guys that were standing waiting to be given a job after doing something else. Mm-hmm which I think mm-hmm. was Dean and Kevin. Yeah, so we, we pulled them in yeah. from, because fire suppression was completely done at that time. So we got those two come up on that side. And we actually kind of had a bit of a staging area, even mm-hmm. on that side for extrication, because there's so many things happening. Um, you know, like once the patients start coming out, extra hands are needed. Uh, and one thing, as you were talking there, it got me thinking again, not only do you, in a MCI, do you, um, run out of resources in manpower, you run out of resources. Mm-hmm. So we were having patients ready to pop out of, of vehicles. We have spine but we boards. We got no spine boards. So now we're yeah. we're trying to, you know, improvise by using a clam. I think he even carries like we can bust out the CAD. Like well, there, we, there was, we, had the, we had the litter too, the, that's the right. combat litters that we had. Yeah. There. So, um, and we were chatting about that on one of our patients was like, hey, like what's the urgency here? Like, do we wait? Do we... Like, do we prep or do we just do a, a, a grab with a litter and get them out um, as best mm-hmm. as we can? And luckily at that point, we, we ended up getting something, well, one of the two, the spine board or the, the, the clam got freed up and we managed to make it happen. But it was uh, not a lot of waiting and not a lot of like, it kind of seemed like everything was flowing and it was almost perfect. Uh, and Matt was doing really, really good at, uh, as soon as the patients were over at the collection area, um, he was freeing up that uh, equipment to get yeah, back, back over back. the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a couple of times where we're like, we, we need a spine board. And he's like, give me one minute. And like, it was, he knew that it was like that patient was on, on their way over and they were going to get it off, off the board and ready for whatever was coming next for, for that step. And we, we were going to get it back. So um that worked out really really well but definitely you know thinking ahead and thinking not outside the box is all all these tools are inside the box but it's not it's not the first thing that you know you would grab like you're gonna grab the spine board but it wasn't always available so we had to think hey what's the next thing that we can throw in here absolutely and that's you nailed it there like I said like the thing to remember is like we're so used to using the spine board for extrication mm-hmm. and then taking them over to the ambulance and then from there they'll scoop them from uh from off that board however 
when we go over to the tarps and MCI setting, we want them off that board as fast as possible because we're going to yeah. need all those other tools for, for extricating more people or for carrying more people. Um, and in a perfect world, when we talk MCI, when you have other MCI units arrive, we've got tons of equipment then, mm -hmm. but that initial moment is not going to be, not going to be there. Um, so yeah, you may have to completely change how you're going to get this person out. And then you, again, having that medically minded person there or the most experienced person there to decide, okay, can I afford to wait a few more minutes before we extricate him? Or does this need to be like a rescue rescue? Do I need mm -hmm. to like physically like drag him out now to the ground to continue treatment? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so that, that could play a factor as well. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to add on to what you were saying earlier with the live patients, because we didn't really talk about that. Um, what a difference it is having a live patient as opposed to just having the dummies, because it mm -hmm. did change how we extricated them mm -hmm. for sure. It wasn't, like you said, it wasn't like a grab and go, like, mm -hmm. oh, they'll be fine. We'll hold a fake seed spine or whatever. Yeah. They were actually patients and talking about rolling um, Jason's daughter, like when we <laughs> were in the glass. Yeah, but we we're like, well, we can't really roll her because we actually, in real life, we don't know what we're going to roll her onto. Mm -hmm. Like, so with the dummy, that thought process might not have might really might not have been there. Yeah, and yeah. it gets more communication as a group and to the patient as well, mm -hmm. because when it's just a, a dummy, like maybe you and I are just in charge of actually the hands-on extrication, but you and I are going to chat, but we're not going to talk to the dummy. Yeah, right, because we know it's just a training mm -hmm. aid. Mm -hmm. Versus, we know when it's real life, we're gonna say, "Hey, I'm gonna move your arm around. Hey, you're gonna feel a bump. You're gonna feel mm -hmm. it." Like, there's yeah. way more communication that actually yeah. happens. So it's just another and our language, asset. yeah, as yeah. well. The way that we conduct ourselves, if it's a couple rescue dummies, you're you're gonna drop a bunch of f bombs, <laughs> yeah. or even other firefighters. And yeah. yeah, if it's us, because when I'm a victim, when I'm, when I'm a patient, uh, mm -hmm. last time we did an MCI, yeah, you know, the guys are like, yeah, let leave them there, because <laughs> they're joking, yeah. right? But, it's like, but you, know, you put somebody's daughter in there, <laughs> man, people were switched on. Like cool. it was, it was awesome to see how everybody worked around. Mm -hmm. I mean, like the other patient was Jay's wife. So mm -hmm. again, like, like you've got two of the most important women in this guy's life. <laughs> yeah. And he's standing over there watching you. <laughs> the patient care was amazing. <laughs> what was really good too, so now you're starting to remember hard protection, soft mm -hmm. protection. Yeah. Hey guys, don't move them that way. Mm -hmm. You know, you're starting to remember these types of commands or guys or what guys are supposed to be doing sure. with extrication. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah. I think that was it. Um, and I think that goes back to that having that other layer of, uh, of the command back. Because I noticed when I was back, like when I was detached, I could see like, oh, we got to remember to do that. We got to remember to do that. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, you were in charge of AutoX. So you were in charge of your car. Yeah. But then I'm like, we got to remember to, I mean, I, you, you had stabilization out, but we were also like, we got to remember this. We got to remember this. So, yeah, like having that, like that onion of command mm -hmm. um, for the other person just to stay detached and... and yeah. get sucked in that was really showed something else too was when we did the extrication on the driver's side is having to get somebody inside even though it was the dummy mm -hmm. to get somebody inside to do c-spine and or talk to the patient or whatever and it's good for guys to remember they're gonna have to be doing that job possibly mm -hmm. when called upon we don't for always sure. throw somebody in the vehicle like that That's right. um and, and I mean, for our types of calls, depending on what it is, whether uh, paramedics are going to be going into that environment, mm -hmm. we're going to be the ones called upon. Um, 
And then, also going back to the, the dummy, we, we were talking afterwards. Um, I don't know if you and Carrie had the idea about yes. taping. Two our... different groups of people were talking about the same yeah, thing. The same I think thing. we kind of came together. Yeah, Bob <laughs> yeah. and I were talking about it, and then you you brought it up too, yeah. didn't you, Todd? And, yeah. Yeah, because we had the. Once we've got the dummy out of the vehicle and over to the mm-hmm. triage area, now what? Yeah. What's yeah, that, like what, what are the actual like, yeah. like, so like that would like primary on one present, side yeah. and mm-hmm. secondary set of vitals on the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because we were like the the crew that brought um, the people over to the tarps uh, when we started talking about the treatment and the secondary triage aspect mm-hmm. of it. Uh, I started hanging around, kind of listening to what they were doing as as FRs as well, and it was really good because the live patients they just kind of acted with their symptoms that they were told. Um, but then like a couple of guys, they just had the dummy and said, okay, well now what? And Matt said, okay, give, give Todd a report, what you find, do your, get into your, your rapid mm-hmm. body survey and primary, secondary, etc. And, uh, so Russo, he jumped in there right away and, and he was, he was on it. He was, it was fast. Uh, he was super efficient. He hit all the critical points. Uh, and then same with the report, it was short and sweet and, and critical, right? Any yeah. critical interventions that's, and as a medic coming into that staging area, Mm-hmm. for the treatment or to decide who's going to be transported that's exactly what i want we should yeah. actually up it and like have it so they're like you know trauma you should take the clothes off so we could have like some evisceration going on and we, we could like so when they yeah. cut it if they actually do you could have something major well and i told uh, them that i said you, you actually because uh, the one dummy had some old clothes on so i'm like you guys can cut that off mm-hmm. like really I'm like yeah go ahead. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like yeah just stretch it off i'm gonna do mm-hmm. that that's happening Cool. <laughs> yes. Good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody mentioned something that night too. What was really nice too with Speedy giving updates about everything is that was that you? Yeah. You knew what was going on even though you weren't Yeah, I was getting sort of that, that full picture yeah. even yeah. though we were kind of designated to that far, far side of the scene. I was hearing the updates of okay, we got an L Z secure because there's a, a helicopter coming in, we've got we got this happening. You know, EHS is rolling multiple units in and out. We're, we're yeah. tra- transporting patients. Like, all of that stuff, I'm in the back of my mind. I kind of know, like, what's happening. So, you know, I'm trying to be focused on what's happening here, but you still have that overall idea of, you know, what's going on with the entire scene, which I think is still super valuable for, for I mean, us and just everybody. I think it's really good to have. Uh, you don't need to know everything about it, but just getting a little bit of that entire... Mm-hmm you know, 360 of, of what the scene looks like. Yeah. I think is really good. One point I was going to make, and I had a pretty good laughable moment with uh, Chief Bob there, was, so I was, I was a little bit away from the car, and then I walk up, and Bob leans over me, and he's like, hey, you should probably go do a, a better secondary assessment of that patient. I'm like, the one in the car? He's like, yep. So I, I go in there, and I, so now I'm like looking for something, like, oh, did they like, just that? Did they like tape a picture of like second chest wound or something like what's happening so i'm doing like upper body i start going down to the to the to the one leg i go down to the other leg and i make it to the joint at the knee and like our rescue dummy has no lower left leg yeah. <laughs> and i'm like ah like i don't know bob what am i seeing he's like i don't know what are you seeing and i'm looking at him I'm like i don't know he's got no fucking leg he's like yeah i'm like oh well we should probably slap a tourniquet on this and he's like yeah go ahead and i'm like well like i don't have one in my you know pants you pocket have a training one. i don't have a training one that yeah. we can bust 
bust out and I don't want to wreck it. Yeah, because you yelled at me and like, like I'm like, well, I got my actual, I mean, I got my actual tourniquet. Yeah, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, wreck it. So I was like, can I just, <laughs> yeah. And so it was much like the uh, training collar, which, uh, so these are actually some of the things that we are going to bring yeah, in. More training. So training. we have some training collars. We can get some, you get Grant to get us a couple of wished uh, tourniquets. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of training tourniquets. <laughs> yeah. So we'll be fine with that as well. But uh, I mean, that was a, just a bit of a funny moment, which is true though, right? Like, you know, going back to our FR courses, um, a lot of the times we'd be like, so what are the vitals? What do we see as, as you see it? Yeah. So, okay, well, I see this guy has an old leg. I should probably do something about that, right? And it wasn't it was, bleeding. It was just... It, no, it, it, it definitely, it was dry. It had stopped bleeding a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. And that's why, you know, it, it's super important. Like, if for that type of scenario, if you, if you don't have somebody there for a live patient, or if there's, you know, a roaming, another, you know, training person there to, to spit out the vitals and patient mm-hmm. condition, if you have that chart that we talked about, you can have exactly what the injuries mm-hmm. and his vitals are. And then you can know, you can quickly read it as your patient assessment, like, oh, missing a leg, you know, whatever, major major hemorrhage. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is what I need to be doing. And then we talked about whatever we want on the back. You could have the triage college. You could have the time frame, you know, to if yeah. it's not, if this isn't um, objected or uh, the, if the objective is not met by this time, then he goes to a red or mm-hmm. to right. a black, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You know, we, we can think outside the box all we want to make things fun. But, uh, yeah, I think that would be a game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like I said, like actually get the guys to cut the clothes off mm-hmm. and then have some different seals. Because mm-hmm. there are some amazing tra- uh, training aids um, that have things like that. But mm-hmm. you, you can make something stick on and mm-hmm. reuse it. Yoga ball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, one learnable moment we had near the end. Mm. We... Oh, so yeah. we're calling out how That's many patients. Yeah, yeah, we're calling out how many patients we have, and we're, we're calling out over and over again. And then one got upgraded from black to red, and then we're like, "Keep going, keep going." Well, Jay's over there because he helped set up the scenario, and he's like, "It's like how many patients do you keep saying?" So we keep saying, "I can't remember." How it was many. six. We kept saying yeah, six. We kept saying yeah. six. Kept saying six. Kept saying six. And he's like, "There's seven. But I don't know who you told that to. Yeah. How do we figure it out eventually? Mm-hmm. I think we got a Someone little... finally found it. I think, but... or, or we got a birdie? But there was like... Uh, angel on the shoulder? Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. But there was four. So I looked and then three other people. I looked. I did a things. pulse check on the on the dummy inside the pickup, inside the red pickup truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I pulse checked, but I didn't look behind the seat. Yeah. Well, I, mm-hmm. I looked in that way where you yeah. could see, but... Yeah. I think it's just because it was so dark. And... Yeah, it's a dummy and yeah. it's black, wearing all black, but <laughs> yeah. kids wear all black. So it's our kid-sized dummy, which is which is literally wedged behind the mm-hmm. seat of the of the one patient who's expected in the in the yeah. It was a truck. small extra cab, like yeah. very little space. That's right. Um, it's like a pile of clothes. Yeah, it it looked like yeah. it was nothing. Right? Yeah. But that's and so very accurate. But actually, like. I was at work the next day, and I was talking to one of uh, the guys at work who used to be a paramedic out in uh, the prairies, and where I was talking about how we left one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we we had not found one. He's he goes, where, where, no, it wasn't you. No, it was him. Yeah, he goes. Well, we were on the scene once. And he goes, uh, um, it's a MVA, um, mass casualty. Mm-hmm. He goes, there was like six, seven patients. Was there, and they're they're looking in the um, this minivan. It was like a hoarder minivan. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so everybody's everybody's about to clear the scene. Um, he's like, there's three car seats in there. And he's like, and they they had pronounced two of the kids deceased. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's three car seats, but 
we only have two kids. Mm-hmm. He's like, where's the other kid? So then they start digging through the through the garbage that's back there. They found the other kid. But when the accident happened, like the garbage encapsulated him. So it's totally right. fine. Wow. But he had just oh, hadn't wow. made a noise <laughs> for like the last hour. Yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Pulled him out. So he goes, yeah, it happens. He goes, literally, that's, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. Boom. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's always my worst fear. I remember we did an MBA actually uh, north of us. And we'll get there and the driver... Uh, was drunk and he ended up taking off and the police came back to us and said, yeah, we think he took off, but there's the kid seat sitting there. So we're like, all right, well, and there's damage to the windshield and everything else. Mm-hmm. So all the signs were saying ejection, right? And so we started searching the whole mm-hmm. area and we got the department Northwest to, to assist and, and yeah, it was my, that was my worst fear. It was like, oh shit, we're going to find somebody out in the sticks somewhere here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Yeah. So it's 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 huge. That's why it's super important to do yeah. those. A good learning experience too. Like yeah. we'll definitely be looking more. Because yeah, once we yeah. found him, we we had him. We had the roof off, and because yeah. of course that was another red patient. And I think for mm-hmm. for a scenario like that, I mean that that was big, and to only have um, kind of two people knowing because I didn't have any of the other information. I wasn't trying to provide any information. Right. Um, Maybe it would help having another person to kind of roam, and if somebody's asking a question, like, oh, "Are you sure you got everyone in that car?" You know, drop a little, a little angel on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah the yeah. angel on the shoulder is always good for the yeah. scenario. Yeah. Um, the other thing is uh, the reason why we were leaving those expected patients because after our second or third check, um, one of the patients, the um, there was like a piece of wood right through its head. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was basically mm-hmm. not a viable save at all. And then yeah. the other patient mm-hmm. in the red pickup yeah. was. Um, it was like as found so so no pulse nothing yeah so we're like and then the okay. fifth vehicle yeah was yeah, a it was a fire so the person yeah. was uh, burnt so they, you guys had pulled them out mm-hmm. um so all those people were and like, we learned something about that too that was a bit of a talking moment so like the patient was like half hanging out of the driver's window and this patient happened to be like our, our wood dummy mm-hmm. <laughs> so like you would throw clothes on it but either the clothes burnt off or whatever it was. It didn't have any clothes on it. <laughs> and it didn't have anything on it. And it was literally on fire. So I, I got the guy. I forget which which one of my guys was. But they, they pulled the patient out. And I just sent him, like, like get the patient towards, like, at least the tarp area. Like, let's yeah. just get him out of the, the hot zone here. So rather than going, like, the, what I would think would be the, the short way around, like, behind the motorhome and then over drug that guy all the way through the scene I'm like, oh, really? yeah. <laughs> yeah. so let's not do that so That's we actually... talked about that but it's yeah it's you don't want to just pull him up and drop him down on the ground while you're working everywhere but also don't drag this past everybody working yeah. he, i think he had him over his shoulders that's a that's a huge point actually as well is is you may have to start um removing your uh, expectant or deceased yeah. patients in an MCI as well, mm-hmm. and you need you still need a collection point for them. Yeah, um, if if it's big enough with like I'm talking mass numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and then so you want your your black area not near Nowhere your near red, yeah. yellow, or green area either. Which uh, Matt made a good area, mm-hmm. and so good that even after we cleaned up the other night. Today, when I was down at the train ground, was the I found I found the black area and I found a tarp, which was our man to mat. <laughs> like, gotta put this back in the truck. <laughs> was sitting there on top of the on top of the burnt dummy, like, take that. <laughs> so I was like, why is a man to mat out here? I'm like, 
Oh, it was a burnt dummy. I'm surprised it didn't blow away. <laughs> it was kind of half <laughs> off, and I was like, I can see the leg of the burnt dummy. I was like, oh, right. yeah, there's a guy. Black guy. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's absolutely something you do need to think about. And then back yeah. to the uh, people in the vehicle. So we were, you know, I talked to the chief. I'm like, normally we'd, we'd be leaving those guys for their mm-hmm. corner to call, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, well, he's definitely not viable. Mm-hmm. We, in, mo- in most cases, we'd leave those people. So that, and that was that kind of the other reason why I think the red pickup truck kind of got left behind because we, well, that person, we're just leaving from the corner. Yeah. So we yeah. didn't, after the third check, I think we were just like, yeah, leave him. Mm-hmm. Like, let's throw a blanket over him. Mm-hmm. Leave him. And then that's where the kid was underneath. Yeah. And we, we discussed that as a teaching point too. Like, you know, if that was our scenario with, with seven patients and, you know, we've triaged and we've already, we have a couple of expectants or deceased, you know, then now that we're freeing up resources, we've got people on the tarps. Treatment area is being activated as mm-hmm. a treatment area. We're, we're starting to ship people out in transportation. You know, we've got an LZ established. You know, now we have the manpower, secondary triage, right? Yeah. We're going yeah. back. We're, we're checking those expectants. And it's totally possible that depending on your resources, you might be bumping that person that was black now up to a red mm-hmm. um, solely because you have the resources and equipment now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I remember back at the RTAC course, um, I'd sent the guys out to do a secondary triage, and the one guy, ended up being the swiftest guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> he checks the pulse, and I think Dr. Nick's like, yeah, no pulse, um, code four. And uh, the guy, like, yells to me across the scene, this guy's dead! <laughs> <laughs> and the actors who they had were awesome, and they're, the oh, actors they are sitting in the on. yellow tarp, they're like, that's my boyfriend! Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, oh, don't yeah, they yell. It up, they it up right away. <laughs> like, ah, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, this guy is dead. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> what does he mean? He's black. <laughs> like, what, yeah, what what like, what, is he going to die? Oh, man. Everybody treated that call or that scenario fairly realistically. For sure. Yeah, like, did. there was yeah. no dicking around or. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it felt pretty real, though. It did, like, especially mm-hmm. with the live patients. Yeah. When you've got some live patients, that, yeah, 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 that's the kicker. I think the live patients is the game changer. Live patients yeah. who aren't yeah. one of us. Yeah, right. yes. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a hard, hard actor family, right? That's acting yeah. that role. Because, like you said, when it's one of us, it's still it's like you know go in and poke yeah. you rather than actually well, check for a pulse. Even yeah. when I was hanging out the window last week or last month, I was hanging out the window like I was falling out of the. They're like jump. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, yeah. <laughs> Jerks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when I went to check Sonia's pulse, I was even I am I supposed to yeah, yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> um I was even like, I'm just gonna touch you. Like and then like I did like I wanted to let her know I was gonna be touching her and then I'm like, now since you didn't respond, I'm gonna I'm gonna squeeze your shoulder. Like letting yeah. her know because she's mm-hmm. she's not like in our group. You're a real person. Man. Yeah, yeah, if it was one of you guys, it might yeah. have been a <laughs> little punch on the shoulder. Yeah. No, absolutely. That was that was really good. And like you just mentioned the everybody took it very seriously. Like that was a big takeaway I had and I mentioned in the debriefing was I could see the specific groups. You know, there was urgency, it was controlled, it was it was precise, like the commands were like yeah. the instant action plans were made by the team leads you know everybody listen and then boom move when they're done back to the staging like it was everything moved with urgency it was mm-hmm. really good yeah yeah anything to add anyone on the scenario i think it was uh, good overall yeah, it was good. But, all uh, right
Why are you waving at me? Now, we talked about the a little bit about the FR stuff. Is there anything we want to add with that, Carrie? Uh, Were you a uh, proud, uh, proud instructor moment when you saw the... Yeah, I was happy with the guys. Yeah, it made me happy. <laughs> I could tell, like, just from, you know, two months ago, we just we did a MCI scenario. Mm. And there was, well, you you and, you guys were acting as paramedics. Yeah. 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 And it was definitely like, because I was kind of hiding, I was kind of laying in the bushes, like I was in a right. I was kind of watching. And from two months ago, where there was like two guys with any medical training, and then you guys yeah. were there. And people are kind of like, uh, uh, yeah, sure. That's I'm gonna do hold C spine because I don't really know what else I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, from that to now, yeah. it was like mm-hmm. I even day. noticed they were like even verbalizing what they were doing. Yeah. That's part yeah. of like, and we will definitely need to keep that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is cool because now because there's a lot of scenarios we always have patients. Yeah. But previously it was always kind of like they were afterthought. Patients more. Mm-hmm. More patients. Yeah. Yeah. yeah more of a more yeah. lengthier yeah. scenario. Yeah. I would say listening to the guy's patient assessment on the tarps there and then their report to me was bang on they did great like mm-hmm. talking about the critical interventions you know no change mm-hmm. you know all, all the important things and it kind of threw me off because i wasn't expecting to hear that good of a report <laughs> right, <laughs> right away i was like hey it's perfect <laughs> good job <laughs> So I think yeah, you keep keep going forward and take it to that next level. I say the like the the cue cards, and, you know, mm-hmm. and like just just push that envelope even more now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I feel like we can take this in very fun direction. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We're going to awesome. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, move on to the little shadows there, shall we? We shall. All right, how would the uh, the Modus boys? Who wants to take it? I'll take it because I actually used my snagger tool the other day. Hey, mm-hmm. excellent. Worked really well. Oh, hey. I, yeah, so we were up in uh, Picton doing um, <laughs> doing yeah. some live fire burn building stuff. And one of the techs there, uh, we blew a hose out. So he's over there. He's trying to un- undo it. Whips out a snagger. He, he, pulled, snagger. he pulled out his own. Oh! I, was, I was across the, the yard. I'm like, hey, awesome. <laughs> Shout him at him. Nice. I'm like, you need a couple of mini, mini spanners. He's like, I don't have those yet. <laughs> yeah, it was good to see. Nice. Mm-hmm. Sorry, cutting you off. No, we actually, because we had a grass fire this weekend, and uh, it was right by our river, so we were pumping out of the river, but we had to tighten down the um, uh, the hard section. Hard section. So a couple of guys are like, yeah. <laughs> they're trying to find their little wrenches and stuff. I'm like, snagger. Modus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so that worked really well. Mm-hmm. Um, came out. Actually, it was it was deployed from my little pocket kit, too. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I made sure Logan didn't steal it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Halfway through. <laughs> Ash laughed because I'm like, halfway through, we're still, you know, you're trying to get water out of the, up into the truck. And uh, I'm like, hey, where's my snagger? <laughs> He's like, uh, it's at the truck. I'm like. It better be. <laughs> I'm laughing as I'm walking by. Modus. <laughs> they got some fancy new colors on their snaggers. Yeah. 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 I saw these neons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gibbs got a wedgie wedge yeah. the other day posted on their Yeah, Facebook. that, that showed, showed back up. It was really good. So. Yeah, yeah so DTFF5 will give you 5% discount mm-hmm. on uh, all Modus equipment. Absolutely, yep. yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, go online, check them out. They've got a lot of cool stuff, the, the kits with their uh, entry bags and everything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess Ash is going to have the bad news. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> some sad news out of Ignition USA. Uh, so That's this will be... not, not sad. It's like... <laughs> no, I mean, it's a heck of a product, so yeah. it's sad. 
Um, so Ignition USA is going to be taking... Maybe sad nowadays. Yeah, I don't know. It's disappointing. It's disappointing. It's a bummer. <laughs> it's know. a bummer, man. Yeah. Uh, Ignition USA is going to take a hiatus um, right now. Um, so Jason, uh, who we had the pleasure of going down, uh, hanging out with, meeting, um, he demoed the product with us. And just to, you know, he's, he's a, a heck of a guy, young firefighter, was, was really keen on getting this business going. Uh, designed a really cool tool that did a lot of things. And that was his big thing was, you know, firefighters, our pockets are already super full. So you can't, here's five items to go and do, you know, passive entry. No, you need one. And that you can carry it with you, um, and it does many things. So he uh, came out with the CRAP, the Seattle Rapid Access Tool, and did really, really well with it. But you know, he's got a young family. Uh, he's a super busy firefighter in Seattle, and just uh, you know, at this point, point in time, he's got to take a step away from it, because um, there's been a ton of people that have reached out to us, like, "Hey, do you have any in stock?" We're like, oh, "We're actually not, you know, resellers of, of of the product. We're just shouting it out." <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they've, they've been out of stock for a while, uh, and at this point, I don't know uh, what the future holds for him, mm-hmm. but uh, we definitely wish him the best with his future. Um, I'm sure he's got a, a super bright bright future in the service. Um, yeah, maybe one day you, you'll see it again. Yeah, absolutely. On the plus side, Dr. Morris, they have, mm-hmm. not, they have a fair amount of uh, soft entry tools. They do, yeah. 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 yeah, they've got a lot of, a lot of good little yeah. soft entry stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, stop the bleed. Um, Stopthebleed.org. Uh, go online, check them out, uh, see where uh, there's any instruction. We're teaching one tomorrow. Yeah, we are. Yeah. It's not open to public. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go online, stopthebleed.org. Um, it'll show you if there's instructors in your area and also how if you want to become an instructor, if there's any sort of uh, uh, medics or nurses or law enforcement, things like that. Um, there's all sorts of varieties of people who can teach it. It is a very simple course. It's uh, a lot of uh, online PowerPoint stuff that you can provide. Uh, however, the kicker with it is is those high fidelity sims that we talk about. Those those practical simulations. So get out there and and learn the skills and make it a fun, you know, rich environment. So we talk about uh, your direct pressure, your wound packing, and your tourniquet application. Um, yeah, we are teaching one tomorrow. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, Pop down the bottom here. You have, an, you have an arrow. It's an arrow for Yeah. Are we talking about that one still? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... On the rescue essentials! <laughs> Tanner, Tanner Olson? Let's talk about that. Okay. Okay, I was going to talk about rescue essentials. Oh, we can do that. Go actually, for I was, it. Actually, I wasn't because I don't know enough about it. Oh, wow. Other than they have pretty cool gear and... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. basically have everything you need to rescue somebody. <laughs> they essentially, essentially rescue essentially 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 <laughs> Yeah. And training and... and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a whole variety of, of kits and supplies there. Um, so we've made a bit of a contact with them uh, through a lot of training aids I've purchased. Um, and they want to provide us with some kits or some different varieties of uh, training equipment for us to, to trial. Yeah, I just need to find time to actually pick something that we discuss. I keep forgetting about it. Mm-hmm. I've been stalking like the Hill busy. People webpage lately. I know. Since yeah. yeah. you came with that little uh, gear bag or your awesome. chest right now. I was looking yeah. at that too. <laughs> <laughs> it's my bad person. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hill People's another good one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Rescue Essentials. Check them out. They got all sorts of training kits for Stop the Bleed, for IFAX, or um, 
They've got a law enforcement section, a medic section, a firefighter section. Um, you can buy anything from knives to seatbelt cutters to you name it, kits, bags, all that fun stuff that we like to collect if we're a little bit of a tactical junkie. Um, yeah, Rescue Essentials. Check them out. That's cool. Tanner Olson. Tanner Olson. Uh, country music out of Chilliwack. I almost said Cranbrook. Chilliwack. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, West Coast. Um, they are getting more into live shows, but we are kind of back into whatever. Phase into, one. Whatever. You, no, <laughs> whatever are we at wave three or wave six wave or three, three, yeah, wave whatever COVID? Um, hopefully, there will be herd immunity soon. <laughs> one day. One day. Yeah. Um, but for right now, uh, some online music and like live music and Spotify. That's the view of Matt. Awesome. Um, Rob, want to talk about us? Hey there. How are you? <laughs> yeah. Talk about you guys. Uh, well, us. Us. Yeah. Us. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you guys are great. <laughs> uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, volunteer Firefighter Podcast uh, on Facebook, on YouTube. Lots of training resources available on YouTube. Um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Still doing the TikToks? I mean, here and there. I go on yes. it every day. <laughs> Do you? Huh? Is that still a thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It's every time I sit on the can, I go on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, go on to those uh, social media platforms. Like, share, check them out. Um, these guys like it if you do because it gets more <laughs> shares and uh, more information out there for everybody. See, yeah, when, I'm the, yeah. when I'm on the can, I, I play emergency HQ. <laughs> <laughs> that has been eating up my time more than the TikToks lately. And like I said, the other day when we pulled up on that M- MCI scene, mm-hmm. that, uh, in my head, I could see emergency HQ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At no point in time was somebody like, listening. Listening. Roger that. <laughs> <laughs> Moving. <Yeah. laughs> there was no little green bar over Carrie when you, she was done doing it. Yeah. You could tap, tap Carrie. That's what you needed to see when she came up to you super fast. Yeah. There was she, no she green bar saying that she, she was done. She like level 200. Yeah. She was like that fast. <laughs> Carrie's going to start to play. Uh, she's been holding off on it. But, uh, next week. Gonna... Next week. Yeah. Don't do it. No, it's crazy. Gonna... It's crazy. Maybe oh, I'll start man. the old TikTok instead. Oh, I can see. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. The Facebook and the YouTube. Uh, give us comments as well. Um, chime in too if there's anything that you'd like us to talk about or, or have any suggestions. And uh, yeah, we'll try and get some more video content out there soon. Maybe we'll do a scene size at one. I got an idea actually. I'm going to say it after. Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, do you guys have anything else to add? Nothing more for nothing more. All right. <laughs> Rob, good evening. <laughs> Ash, thanks. Have a good night. Gary, see you later. Scott, good night. All right. Thanks, everybody. Stay safe. Stay GTFF.